Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hey, welcome back again, everyone. Uh, I'm Darren Javog, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and joining me as always, and you know, I say that over and over again, but I, I never know. get tired of it, I know, is Tina you. Murray <laughs> joining me in studio. <laughs> I never get tired of you saying it, actually. <laughs> I know. And you know what's funny, Tina, is we've been talking about this on other shows leading up to this, probably in the last 10 or 15, about the the, the show changing to a lifestyle podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. lifestyle changes. Yeah. And and we really focus hard on transitions. Right. right. Yeah. We started off obviously as a divorce child or, you know, ch- divorcing sort of separation. separation. DivorceNet was the name of our yep. organization and Clean Break. We've never changed the name because it's always been about a clean break. And so, you know, it's really cool to now transition <laughs> <laughs> DivorceNet into sort of transitions about life transitions and I you know I have a huge one going on in my life right now you do we're going to talk about it about on another business owner changing things it's going to be fun don't want to give it away no don't want to give it away although if you're on social media and you follow me you probably have seen it (laughs) yes and uh, we have Cinnabons to prove that it actually happened yeah yes I thought it was an April Fool's joke anyway (laughs) okay (laughs) you've got to listen to another podcast to hear this story so I'm, I'm excited about today's show I'm very excited about today's show. It is cool. Where We've been... do you come up with some of these things, Darren, is beyond me. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> and and our, our guest today, I asked her, how did you come to find us? Or did Darren reach out? She's like, Darren reached out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of course Darren did. You know, so go ahead. Let's introduce our <laughs> yeah, guest. Yeah, so we have Linda Miller. She is the CEO of a company called Misty River Introductions, uh, which is a matchmaking um dating service Mm -hmm. so anyway welcome to the show linda well thanks glad to be here yeah so tell us a little bit about you to start sure so i um actually am from out west i'm from winnipeg and when i was out west i started a business a matchmaking service out there called camelot introductions and i operated that for a couple of years i did manitoba saskatchewan alberta a different sort of business model so i did not meet people i was all through the mail over the phone and had a lot of success doing that. And then um, my husband at the time was transferred to Ottawa. So I sold that business and it still operates very successfully out there. So then I thought, well, I'll take a little time to you know, raise my kids and everything. And then I found out in Ontario, you have kindergarten, for like four-year-old kindergarten. So right. my four-year-old was going into kindergarten. So I thought, why wait? I'll yeah. start up again here. And I started in 95. So I've been doing it for a very long time here. And... Um, just started the business. Um, I love matchmaking. I've always been a good matchmaker. When I, you know, when I was going to university and college, okay. I would meet somebody, go on a date with them, and say, "Well, good news and bad news. You're not for me, but I know somebody would be perfect for you." Okay. And I matched people up, and they got married. And I thought, God, I'm kind of good at this. Awesome. And. Uh, <laughs> had a great interest in it um everyone was my family was very supportive uh, my husband at the time was very supportive and so i was able to do it starting up sort of as a hobby because of course you need a couple years before you have a critical mass yes and so i was able to do that and then um ran that uh, i've been running that ever since and i love it and of course it's a very large company now okay. we do all of ontario and mostly english-speaking quebec and um, we've expanded, of course, and our numbers are since COVID. We've, I mean, we've been growing every year, but COVID basically doubled our business each year of COVID. Wow. So it's insane because people are totally sick of the internet, being asked for money, being lied to, being yeah. you know taken advantage of, and so they want someone to vet these people for them. They want right. to know that this person is who they say they are. They yeah. live where they say they live. They work where they say they work. Um, and basically ask all the questions you like to ask when you see somebody you're interested in. We pre-ask all those questions. Yeah, and then we sit, yeah. we sit. Yeah, it's a little forward. I always yeah. have to say to people. <laughs> go into the whole, look, here's my 10 questions before yeah. I'm going to say yes to a date with you. Well, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because I, uh, I did an intake interview with somebody who joined during 
the uh, the COVID, and so he asked, would I come out and meet him? And I said, sure, I've never met you, with, I'll sit down and have coffee. And he said, well, you know, it's it's not working that great for me. And I said, well, you know, we talked about this a little in the offices because you're interviewing everyone, and you've hired a matchmaker to interview everyone. And so you get into a situation and people feel totally under the gun. So I said, we're going to back. And he's a great conversationalist. Like I sat and he was great. I said, you're great right now. I said, you don't, you're not interviewing me right now. Mm -hmm. Do that on a date. Like go out on a date with someone and you know all about that. And if there's a question you want to ask that's not appropriate for you to ask, call us. We'll ask it for you. Do you want to know if they want to have kids? We'll ask them. And then you are all your job is to go out and have fun with somebody so yeah. they want to see you again. I like that. Right. And so, uh, yeah, he, I think he really listened and, and it was good to connect with him in that way. Yeah. So sometimes people just need, they forget because they get to a certain age and they're very goal-oriented. You know, I want to get married. I yeah. want to have a family. Go and on. I've got my list of questions, like you said, and it's like, it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. really want to have fun with somebody mm-hmm. and then kind of get into the nitty gritty. That's, that's like date number five. <laughs> you know, like where you get into the, the well, where you get into the bullet questions. I can understand. If that ever happens. Right. But yeah. yeah. I can understand the desire to know all those things. Yeah. Right. Because you like, don't want to also waste your time. You I don't, I, waste I don't want to say dates. wasting time or your time or other people's but time. But when you're 35 but, and you want to have a family, it's a waste of time. Yes. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, that's why you've hired us. Okay. So So how does that process work then? Because it's not like, well, you sort of said like Tinder. Yeah, I was, I was going to, we were going to talk about how, how, how their services uh, are different from Mm -hmm. the Tinders and the plenty of fishes and those electronic media things. so. So, um, I think people say, well, I'm very intuitive matchmaker and I, you know, I'm kind of, I have a problem with the word intuitive because I think intuition is really about being a good listener and a good observer. So when I'm sitting with people, my mental Rolodex is going the whole time and I'm picking people for them in my mind or when I'm talking to them on the phone and they're saying things to me, I'm instantly picking up on who I think would be good for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do, of course, the whole interview process where we go through a detailed application and we want to know about your history. I always want to know, like, where are you coming from and where do you hope to get to? Mm -hmm. And what does your ideal relationship look like? Like, is that going to be a marriage with kids? Is that going to be a companion that you can travel with and you can have dinners with, but you keep two separate residences? Is it going to be like a mature relationship where you're blending families? Like, what is that going to look like for you? Those are big questions. Mm -hmm. It's so much of a life stage and people really, they lose focus on that and they get into things that are sort of, you first have to find somebody who's, if they're not at your same life stage, they're okay with the stage you're at. So for instance, if you're retired and you meet somebody working, Mm-hmm. That person may work another 10 years. So right. if you want to spend winters in Florida golfing, mm-hmm. right. you may be able to do that. She may be, or he may be okay yeah. with that, yeah. but that's a discussion you need to have. Right. And so stage is huge. Right. Okay. So like a, tr- a traditional, cause like I, I've never been involved with any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. ha- like the traditional model, like the plenty of fish, the tinders, the whatevers, cause I'm sure there's the a hundred scene. of them. The bar right. Scene. How does that differ? Like, what do they do? What do you do differently? Cause I'm assuming they just go online on those other ones and just, well, they're oh, a computer a, yeah. in a room like this okay. and it churns away and it throws out matches uh, that are basically in your area within a hundred mile radius that are in your age group. Mm-hmm. And basically that's- It's like speed dating. It's, you're, just, you're, it's, you're just looking it's at pictures. It's not even, you're yeah. just looking at pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so much more to that. And people, I always tell people like, be aware that most people are much better looking than a photograph because there's life behind their eyes mm-hmm. and because they're funny or they're mm-hmm. confident or they yeah. have something to offer that just doesn't come tr- come through. Right. And then you get people that photograph like movie stars and are actually quite coarse looking. Right. Like they have, yeah. have very angular, hard features. Right. So you don't trust a picture. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, if you look at a picture and you go, mm, talk to them on the phone because right. you're going to have a much better idea of what they're like after speaking to them. That's right. And a way better idea after meeting them. Yeah. And if you think yeah. of, you know, you know, if your listeners are thinking about this, you know, how many people do you know that are married that if they'd seen a picture prior to agreeing a f- first date, they would have said yes to. 
Right. Because it's never who you imagine it's going to be. No. Right. It's no. always somebody that comes along that just has something that, you know, you just can't live without. The spark. Yeah. 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 And you don't get that yeah. on the on the on the social media apps. I just find it's it's all about speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's all about looks, which is, you know, I hate to say it's a little bit on the shallow side, but like you're looking through and all you're judging on is that picture mm -hmm. before you go left or right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's the big thing that my the kids swipe talk. Left, swipe left. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. swiping left and right. And it's like, okay, you've got three seconds, go. <laughs> and you're just looking at the phone and it's going back and forth, you know. Um, I think it's more about the hookup, you know, and I think that is yeah. some problems with that type of technology is it's about a hookup. It is. And, you know, Grindr and Tinder and all those kind of apps are really about very casual relationships. Okay. And so, um, you know, when you're doing that, and it's an interesting because I was reading a study about they gave all these school kids this, um, this they did a test with them. They said, you can have um, these 10 chocolate bars to choose from. And then another group, they gave two chocolate bars to choose from. And the kids that had the 10 chocolate bars to choose from were much less satisfied with their choice than the kids that had two chocolate bars to choose from. Right. And it works for adults too. Okay. Because this business about, like, first of all, you're assuming that everybody you're swiping left or right on would have you. Right. 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 And then you're assuming that those people are actually available. Mm -hmm. And the thing about our service is we charge a fee, but it's a qualifier. So the people that come to us, they'd be on those services if they just want to hook up. They're coming to us because they want more than that. Mm -hmm. They want somebody that they can spend the rest of their life with. They want someone who's given this some thought, isn't just sitting there in their pajamas and decide to do a profile one night right? to right. pass some time or right. have one foot out of a marriage to seeing what they could get. Right. Mm. So it's, it's a really different situation and you're getting people that have skin in the game. And that's what you want when you're dating. You don't want somebody who takes it like, I don't think you should be interviewing, but I think you should be taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. And you want someone that you're going to make that real connection with. Go ahead. I was just going to ask about uh, percentages of, would you say a, a vast majority of the people who are coming to you of, are, are, they're mature? So like in their, in their later years and like, what, where's the breakdown? Is no, it, is we get, it we get over a lot, 30? Yeah. So we get 25 plus. Really? So you're getting okay. people, the 25 to 35 year olds want to get married. They're on first time marriages usually. Mm -hmm. They don't have any kids usually. Um, they've been working on their careers like crazy. So they tend to be educated professionals in that age group. Mm -hmm. right? Then you get people 35 to 45 that may or may not have already been married. And this is really where it's very important the stage thing comes in. Right. Because what stage are you at? Because if you are, say, um, a 40-year-old man or a 45-year-old man and you say, I've missed out on the kid thing, I want to have kids, you may be competing with the 35-year-old men that have never had kids. So a 33-year-old woman is going to look at the 35-year-old guy and the 45-year-old guy. And unless the 45-year-old guy is bringing quite a lot to the table, then she would more likely go with the 35. So these are all things about mm -hmm. stage. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you're a woman of, say, 45, are you going to be able to compete for that 45-year-old guy who still wants to have children? Right. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of things that are involved in stage and and we look at all of that. And then of course we do a tremendous amount of business in retirement age people. So we have mm. people like I just interviewed a guy who's 95. 95. Wow. wow. Yeah, I have a I have a story a guy in Kitchener, actually I was out in Kitchener and I he had booked an appointment and it was pre-COVID, so you know you have 30 or 40 appointments to do over the course of a weekend, and it's crazy. And so I'd arranged to meet him at this, it's called, they're called Williams Fresh Cafes. They're very open, so like you can look out, you're sitting in the restaurant, and it's all glass, so you look out, and you can see everybody coming and going. So I had a description of everyone, so I said, 95, 95, who booked this appointment, you know? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and he looks like da 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 and I, and I look out, and there's this guy like across the parking lot and I'm like, that can't be my guy because I'm waiting for a 95 year old. Yeah. Anyway, comes in, he's this Irish guy, former school teacher, 
So he has everything like in a binder, paper clipped together, his photo, his photocopied ID, everything filled out. He slides it across the table to me. He says, Linda, he says, what do you think? So I read through it and I said, oh, it's great. You know, you look amazing. He said, okay. Well, he said, I just want you to keep that. He said, now I'm, it's, it's November right now. So I go south in the, in the winter. So I'm going to head down south to my place in Florida. But when I come back in April, I'm going to join. <laughs> You're going to be dead in April. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh anyway, so I didn't think That's anything of optimism. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he calls me back in April, joins, gets married. Get out. No. And he married somebody like 10 years younger. Like she thought he was amazing and he was amazing. And um, anyway, just, you know, you, people are, and I said, how can you afford to go to Florida? The insurance must be crazy. You're over 80, you know? He says, oh, well, I was married to a school teacher, so I have her insurance or whatever, oh, and yeah. I can travel forever. Yeah. 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 That's a... Like... <laughs> 10 years younger, so she's 85. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think life is meant to be shared with people, right? Yeah. With someone. So I love that. I think that's a fabulous story. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I just... Yeah. So uh, the question that this burning question in my head is that you are a good matchmaker. You have a lot of staff. H yeah. How do they do what you do? Like, well, I think the key is that almost everybody that works with me basically has been with me forever. <laughs> so Lorena, she's my key girl. She's been with me for probably 16 years. Margaret's been with me the same amount of time. They joined, I think the same, they, they came on the same week basically. Okay. Um, Nancy, she's my sales manager. She's like crackerjack and she knows exactly the client base. She knows who we can help and who we can't help. Okay. And, you know, she was on the phone this morning. Somebody called for information. She said, he's, they're, they're not going to work. They're just not, we don't have anybody for them. You know, I told okay. them no. So, you know, uh, she knows what is a good, you know, who, who is it? Like when I look at a client, I want to know, is this money well spent for you? Because it's a lot of money for most people, mm -hmm. not for everybody, but uh, you know, for some people. So am I, do you have a reasonable chance of having a good outcome? Right. And that's what I want to know about. Oh, there's my people. Yeah. Some of my people, those are my main two people right there. My peeps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Lorena has done so amazing. She's had a lot of people get married, uh, that have, she's matched, uh, Nancy too. Um, so, you know. Good, really good people. So I trust my, like I have my mentality when I'm hiring people is I don't want to look over your shoulder. People are paying a lot yeah. of money for this service. Yeah. You need to take it on as your sort of, you're taking these people on and you're going to take good care of them. And those are the people I tend to attract as employees mm -hmm. that stay. Yeah. And I want people to, you know, really take responsibility and feel the way I feel. Like I feel a tremendous responsibility to mm -hmm. the people that I take as clients. Yeah. And I want you to feel that way. So when Nancy interviews somebody or talks to somebody on the phone, she knows right away if we can help them or not. And right. so she's like me. No, I can't. I can't take that person's money. They're not a good fit. Right. And, you, you know, if you're looking at something like, Ottawa, for instance, we have, you know, in excess of 5,000 people in Ottawa. So the chance of you not fitting in is probably slim. Right. But maybe you're too soon out of a marriage. Um, and do you tell people the reasoning why they're yeah, not a good fit? Yeah, if somebody's like, weeping through the interview with me because they're so sad that, you know, their wife died or their husband died, then you're probably not quite ready. You mm -hmm. need to come back at it. Um, or if you're angry, you know, I had a guy that one of the first clients I ever had when I was first starting out, he was a CP rail conductor. And, um, this was when I was doing business back in Manitoba, really good looking guy, like just, you know, he could, you know, stepped off the pages of Yellowstone or out of this, oh you know, Yellowstone, oh you know, like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, I, uh, took him on as a client and I, he went out with two or three people and everybody said, really angry, my ex-wife, you know, da, 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 my ex-wife, my oh. ex-wife, my ex-wife. So I called him and I said, listen, uh, I still remember his name. I said, you have to um, take some time. You're not ready and you're getting good matches, but you're turning everybody off. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So he took six months and he came back and he, he went out with a woman and they got married. Wow. First date back, wow. but wow. he turned it around. Like he, I gave him, cause I think I, he just needed a mirror held up and say, yeah. this yeah. is what's, this is what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, 
anyway, just a really good guy, just not ready, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, or sometimes you can be um, in a demographic that's going to make it more difficult. So if you smoke in Ottawa, it makes it tough. If you're, um, if you're say, say you're 50 and you have a two-year-old, makes it really tough. Um, so there's a bunch of things that make it tough. Mm. If you're looking way outside your age range, like I say, you know, keep it within 10 years of your own age. You can probably do it. Yeah. Um, but most matches kind of at the sweet spot is five years younger, five years older. Okay. You know, whether you're a man or a woman, that's yeah. sort of, that's because you're, you like the same music. Mm-hmm. You yeah. grew up in the same era. Yeah. You um, are going to age similarly because if you get to be, you know, when you're 30 and 40 or 30 and 45, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But when you get to be 70 mm-hmm. and there's a 15 years age difference, that's 70 and 85. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a real big age difference. Yep. Yeah. And so then, you know, you have those people that, you know, they break up at that age and it's like trying getting married again. Like, or well, finding somebody again. Yeah, but it's, it's tough yeah, because absolutely. you're, you're yeah. used to someone 15 years younger. Yeah. So right. all of a sudden you're dating people reasonably. You can date people around five years, your own age. So all of a sudden right. you're dating somebody 10 years older than you've been married to. Yeah. So it's, it's a stretch. Yeah. 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 I don't see a lot of happiness in the end for those people often. So do you have like some algorithms? Like, do you have some, there's gotta be processes I'm sure, but like, yeah, we have a database where we sort. So when I'm looking at, you know, if you came to me and you were single and you lived in Ottawa, I'm not looking at people in Toronto for you. Unless you specifically say, I've got grandchildren in Toronto. I'd like to end up there. If you can match me a bit there, I'd be happy. I'm five years from retirement or two years from retirement. I wouldn't mind going in that direction. And I've had people say that to me. Right. So that's okay. That's different. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to see those people. I don't. So when I search on you, I'm searching in your age and your area. And then I'm looking at, and I remember if I have a picture of people, I remember the entire conversation. I've got a good head that way. And I know like Lorena will say to me, who's that guy that plays tennis that lives in Guelph? Who's da da da? You know, he's got the blue shirt on. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like I can rattle it off. Yeah. I can remember. And she's pretty good that way too. So the way our sort of matching process works is it's sort of open concept office and we're discussing. Okay. Interesting. And and you focus, so your business is here just on the outside of Ottawa, right? Mm -hmm. So do you do you predominantly focus on Ottawa or is it Toronto? Because you no, mentioned Toronto. No, no. I, w- I was four days in Toronto and uh, southwestern Ontario the last two weeks. So it, it, we did the sportsman show in Toronto, which actually, it people come from all over. So a lot of people come from Ottawa. Like I've interviewed people in Ottawa this week that met me at the sportsman show 10 days ago or however long mm-hmm. ago. I can't even remember. It's all running together. Maybe two <laughs> weeks ago in Toronto, but they attended that show. Okay. So it's all like, you know, sporty stuff. It's hunting and fishing and camping and boating and canoeing and RVing and, you know, everything that men love. And I loved it too, because I, first day I said, I said to Nancy, I think I've spent more than I've made this week. Because it's like, it's like, you know, you're there and you're buying stuff. And yeah. I was at a trade show last weekend and I was beside a hot tub company. And oh, I, did you buy it? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted a hot. My husband. We just like, got one. That's delivered like, this week. Yeah, ours is. We're waiting to just. We have a couple things going. So yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I told you to get in it. I was I like, did. get I in it. In. Try it out. Like oh. I was at a booth a couple oh, a couple right. down from yeah. her, and so I walked over and I said, we saw the 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 hot tub and I said. You should get in that team and just try it out. So she sits in it. <laughs> and I I negotiated a great deal. You did. Brent got a better one. How? Because he's even a better negotiator than I am. Oh. Honest to goodness, he got a way better, like not a way better deal, but got a better deal than I did. Okay. So yeah. the deal I negotiated was for the used hot tub at the show. Oh. And he got the same deal for a brand new one. Oh, wow. And they threw in stairs. Oh, so, the stairs. And yeah. the stairs. I had didn't tr- get stairs? I tried. And they're like, well. They were nickel and diamond. Yeah. They're oh. like, well, you know, you you know, we can't throw in the stairs. And I'm like, okay, well, no, I just have to pay extra. Whatever. I need stairs. I'm little. Anyway, he comes back. I said, I've wanted a hot tub for years like years and he just says no and it's not like that like I pretty well do what I want to do but at the same breath when he says no I know that means that he's not interested in the work 
Yeah. <laughs> so consequently, when I came, I left, I negotiated my price and I said, you'll have to convince Brent. And so I left. <laughs> I came back and he goes, we have to put a 50% deposit down. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would, I would have paid to see you just kind of rolling into the tub without well, stairs all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, okay. So, so let's get back what, to this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. We were talking about Squirrel. location, actually, right? So, right. Um, oh yeah, you because spent Toronto, more money at the trade show. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do your business in Toronto? Because it sounds like you meet with people, a lot of people face to face. Uh yeah. So I do a weekend. You know, I'll, I'll do a weekend and I'll squeeze you know thirty or forty people in, and I'll just interview so I have certain locations wow. I go to and I'll yeah. say I will meet you here at this time yeah and I book them an hour and I sit with them for an hour and you know it's a restaurant that I know at that time of day it's fairly quiet and I can sit and be not bothered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know some of these places I've been going to for like 29 years wow. and it's like you know they know me right. they bring me my tea yeah. they go away they leave me alone right you know my <laughs> husband's over in the corner having lunch dinner and yeah. a snack yeah yeah <laughs> wow eating his buck unsafe or because you're doing um, it always in a, in always a, in a public place okay. and i tell my clients you're always meeting in a public place you're not you're arranging your own transportation you're not accepting rides you're getting to know someone before you have them in your home mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing and mm-hmm. yeah i've met people that i wouldn't want to meet on a date i'll tell you that right now so i pre-meet those people mm. and you know get out of the situation carefully right and say that you know you, you know you want to you want to be careful, and I am. I have been doing this for 30 years, and I know there's risk, so I'm mm-hmm. careful. Right. I know a lot of, like, sometimes people, they want almost to solve the problem of not being alone, that they put they put themselves too far out there, you know? Like, maybe if they're on a date and, and, and they, they want to see things that maybe aren't there, yeah. or maybe they, they see things that they, sh- they should, like, there should be a flag going up, and they don't see it because yeah. they're like, I just... Oh, maybe it's just the thing that, you yeah. know, that, you know, I think what works best. And I mean, you have to do whatever feels right for you, but I think if you can keep, if you cannot become intimate too soon, you tend to be more objective about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is I get people sometimes that jump in too soon and then they go, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell they're not terribly happy, but it's like they've emotionally committed to this person in a way right. that they wouldn't have otherwise probably. Right. right. Yeah. And so I say if you can hold off a little bit on that, and that means meeting them in a public place at least three or four times just to get a feel for what that person is like. But during COVID, I had people that I had the two opposite extremes. So I had one guy that uh, he was in London, young guy. And I matched him with, so if you remember how COVID went down, I remember keenly because I had a trade show that weekend. I had the whole Life Expo in Toronto. So we arrived to set the show up. And we were going to set it up on the Friday. And I said, let's hold off till Saturday or let's hold Thursday. Let's hold off till Friday morning. And sure enough, at five (laughs) o'clock, they, they pulled the plug on it. Yeah. So anyway, I'd set this guy up in London and, um, he has elderly parents. So even though he's 30, they have some health issues or whatever. So he had met this woman, talked to her on the phone, hadn't met her yet and said, I can't with this COVID, I don't feel comfortable seeing my parents and then seeing other people. So he said, why don't we Zoom? So this was the beginning of the Zoom. Nobody was sick of it yet. Mm -hmm. So they set up their laptops on their islands in their kitchen and they would cook a meal together every night. They would share a recipe, Mm -hmm. they would cook the meal. He even dropped a bottle of wine that paired nicely off on our porch a couple times. They had this whole relationship. And so then in, I think it was end of July, where everything was opening up or June or July, he phones me and he says, you know, Linda, I'm terrified. And I said, why? And he says, I am totally in love with this person. Like, I feel like I can share anything with her and I've shared everything with her, like emotionally. And what if I meet her and I don't feel the same way? (laughs) And I said, well, you know, there's either way, it's a win-win situation. You've spent three months where we've all been completely miserable with somebody Mm -hmm. feeling that feeling of you know and being in love yeah and maybe it doesn't work out but you've had that great time yeah and um it did work out they're still together and they're still in love and all of that but what a weird thing to be in this really intimate emotionally really intimate relationship with somebody that you've never met yeah yeah 
So it was like something, you know, it was like Victorian times almost. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, you know, I had the opposite. I had, you know, an older couple in Toronto. When I say they're both in their 80s, I would say. And they said, okay, well, um, they were going to meet at Tim Hortons. And I said, okay, well, you know. They said, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the drive-thru and we're going to meet and then park opposite so we can roll down our driver's side window and have a conversation. Okay. So I said, okay, that, you know, that's possible. And so they went and did that and um, they were having a great conversation. He said, well, I happen to have made a picnic. And he said, I wonder if we went down to the water, we could sit at one of the tables and have this picnic. And so they did that and they ended up having this like three or four hour picnic together they were moved in together within like a week or two. Like it was crazy. <laughs> no time to waste. No time Holy to waste. Yeah. And um, yeah. just, and now they like, so she has a condo downtown Toronto. He's got a place in Burlington on the water. So they spend basically because they couldn't, they're both big travelers. So they, because they couldn't travel during COVID, they spent the window winter at his condo and then they spend summers in Burlington on the water. Okay. So that's how they've been doing it. Now I'm okay. sure they're back traveling. Now I haven't spoken in a while. But. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you obviously know your customers. Yeah. How do you know? There's got to be a cutoff where you know your customers. Nancy knows her customers. Yeah. So everybody has assigned somebody in the office that they work with individually. Okay. So I don't, as a rule, take clients on because I'm just too busy interviewing and I'm too busy matching. Those are kind of my things that I still, even as the owner, I do. I don't match everybody. I match a a fraction of the people, but there's certain people that I want, I don't want anybody else touching because there's, you know, touchy or they're, they, they only like certain things or whatever. So it's like, those are my people. And then if I'm away on a holiday, I give them to Nancy and she knows the deal. And you do all the interviewing? Uh, no, oh, Nancy okay. does quite a bit of the okay. interviewing. She okay. does probably at least 50%. Okay. And I just couldn't manage yeah, the yeah. volume. No, I was trying to figure yeah, out how no, do you do that? No, no, like I you, just, you don't, wouldn't have enough no. hours in a day. No, and some days I feel like I'm working till nine. Like at this time of night, Yeah. I'm working till nine o'clock every night. And sometimes I get off the phone at 9.30, quarter to 10. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, but, and I'll say to people, all I have left is nine o'clock and they'll say, I'll take it. Wow. Yeah. And so, so every potential match mm-hmm. every potential person you bring into the to your to your matchmaking business has been interviewed yes by one of your yes. why you were one of the people on your team right right wow and yeah. that interview is an, an hour give or take like it's about an hour yeah and then obviously data like you're taking information about them do you guys research them or basically the information they provide you along with the interview gives you enough um well i have a really good radar so I like to, uh, you have to show me identification that shows you me where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that doesn't have a presence on social media and they work professionally, it's a bit of a red flag. Like people say to me, I don't do social media. Okay, well, do you play on a baseball team? Do you, have you ever been in the paper for anything ever in your life? Have you, um, do you appear in a, an obit for somebody where you, you know, did you have a mother or father that, you know, mm-hmm. like, so if you are not mm-hmm. appearing somewhere on the internet, mm-hmm. it's a red flag for me. Like if you say you're a venture capitalist living in Toronto and you're not on the internet, mm-hmm. you're not a venture capitalist living in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful about, you know, and I also, even before I looked them up, you know, um, as an example, I had uh, a doctor in um, like Niagara, I forget, like Fort Erie or something. And it was really the end of the day. And it was m- myself and a girl I travel with. And w- we both met this person. Come into the interview, met him. A very nice looking guy. He's a doctor. Um, but my ding, 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 ding was going off. You know, I was like, why are you? And so he says, I said, well, where do you practice? Well, I've got a practice in New York and I've got a practice here and I've got a practice there. And it was not adding up. Like the things were not adding up to me. It's like, why are you living in Niagara and practicing medicine in New York? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then, but there was a variety of things. It wasn't just that. There was things going off. So we get in the car, like we're in the car five minutes. I Google him. And of course, he's got malpractice suits, yeah. which is does not make you unmatchable. Right. But through our services, it's it's going to be difficult because the first thing somebody's going to do is Google you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so just you know, I've got this incredible 
mm-hmm. my my little dinger goes Radar. off yeah. right off. Your yeah. spidey senses yeah, it's tingle. Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Does that happen often? Uh, no, because I tend to, the money is qualifier, so you tend to get people okay. that are working and you know in the past it did when I charged a little bit less. I would you know I've sat with murderers. Yeah. So and it's like oh that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm reading through and it's like. Oh, you know, what's this? Uh, notice you've left the, do you have a criminal record blank? Oh, now you're going to ruin everything. And it's like, oh, you know, what happened? And so, you know, I've had that happen a few times. Not so much now because I think I charge enough yeah. that I don't get that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but back in the day when I was first starting out and I was yourself. also not, don't, did not have the, booking thing where you talk to people before you book them right and it still happens occasionally where i get somebody like who booked this person they don't have a job they're like living in their parents basement like who booked this person you know yeah and it's like so i still have that happen occasionally where you know you didn't do your due diligence before you sent me for an hour's drive to meet somebody that's not great right but um you know, it. I would say it happens much, much less now than it did 20 years ago when I was kind of naive and kind of suckered and, yeah. you know, and you I had wanted every- the business and you were, well, it wasn't even that. It was just, I didn't have, you know, I didn't take people that I couldn't match back then either, right. but it's just, I didn't have the knowledge at that time. So it's a learning curve because yeah, there's yeah. no school for matchmaking. So like no. your learning curve is like this Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, you kind of go, Oh, that's, you know, we need to talk first. Let's yeah. talk about it. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Um, obviously, the, the the cost. Is there a sliding scale? Is it a is it an, a, like a, a like a deposit? It, does it like how does it work? So our basic <clears throat> package is twenty eight fifty, and it goes to forty one hundred. Okay. Most people pay up front, but we can finance people. Mm-hmm. But as I say to people, we charge more than Visa or Mastercard because we're not in the banking business; we're in the matchmaking business. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want us to finance, we we will, and we can break it into whatever is affordable. So if you can afford a hundred dollars a month or fifty dollars a month, we'll finance you. It's going to cost you a lot. Right. You're probably better off to put it on a Visa or Mastercard and pay it off when your income tax return comes in or something like that. Yeah. Sure. But um, we can do that. But most people pay up front. Yeah, I would imagine so too, because right? I mean, I, I like just listening to you, your service is completely different from the tenders mm-hmm. and the plenty Absolutely. of fish stuff, yeah. you know, yeah, and, like and yeah. you know, I, one thing you don't have to sell Tina and I on is the value of advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you get what you pay for. And yeah. if you, if you pay uh, a handsy, a handsome sum, what might be a lot for some people is not for others. Yeah. I always say to my wife, I'm not a plumber. Back yeah. in the day when oh, I was 20 yeah. years old, I'd try to get under my sink and fix yeah. something. And yeah. three times, oh. like nine times out of 10, it broke within a couple of days. Yep. Yeah. And and you get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, I'm just going to pay somebody to do yeah. it right. Well, and they, you know, that's a man thing. Because men, <laughs> men they, go, they go, I can't do this. Now Here's both, a check. You do it for me. Yes. Right, right. And women go, oh, I, I need it to be organic. I need somebody to come to me. So they spend 10 years organically trying to find someone and then they come to me. Ah, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah, so it's very different mindset. So it's interesting you say that. Men are completely, they go, here, you take it, you do it. I can't do it. They go at one date because they're not, and they're also not, they're not going to call up a boyfriend and say, hey, do you want to go to the dance on Saturday night? Whereas women will call up a girlfriend and go, hey, do you want to go to the dance on Saturday night? That's true. So it's, you know, they're not going to meet people the same way women meet people. Right. Mm. Yeah. And there's some changes happening right now, especially we were talking about LGBTQ. Plus, plus. Okay. There's, yeah. So that's a community that I've been encouraged to kind of market to for years. I actually was on a radio show. Um, I can't remember. I think it was CFRA with a girl. And she's part of that community. And she said, you should be doing this for us too. And I said, well, it's very difficult because at the time I had this database that it was like the men were in one database and the women were in the other. And when you match them, that's kind of how the computer spoke to them. Mm -hmm. But then because of COVID, I had to rewrite my whole software. So now my software allows me to match men with men, women with women, whatever. So now I had to spend the money to do that. So now I think, well, maybe I should be doing that because I've, uh, you know, my best friend was part of the gay community. Unfortunately, he's passed away. And um, 
he said he was kind of on the fence about it. Um, he said it's more complicated, which it is. Mm -hmm. So instead of like what I call a complicated a market is Montreal, where you have everybody who's a different religion, everybody's a different race, everybody has expectations that are entirely different than um, uh, Anglo-speaking, Anglo-thinking people. French is really a distinct society, French people, and they think differently about love. And they're very fatalistic. You know, it happens to them rather than, you know, going out and it falls on you, basically. Okay. So it's a different way of thinking about love. So you have to get your head in that way in order to understand them. So now I have to get my head into a different community of people that are sure. also very complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, it's like you a know, niche and a niche. Well, the acronym itself <laughs> says it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean that, oh. that it takes in so many people oh, that yeah, are yeah. very different. Yes, absolutely. So, and, and to be honest with you, I have a, a friend that I, that I work with and he he, I asked him one day, tell me what all this means. Because mm -hmm. I'm genuinely, I genuinely don't understand. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in that community and I don't understand. You need like a rocket, you need like a, you need to be a scientist to Well, it's to interesting to it say that because I've hired a couple of scientists. <laughs> um, I've hired um, scientists from the LGBTQ community to work with me and work for me. Right. So they are handling that part I will still be doing a lot of the interviewing because what I do is you know it's not about it's about people mm -hmm. it's not about you know your sexuality or yeah, your identity absolutely. or any of that thing mm -hmm. I mean that exists on a certain level in the you know you have to tell me about what you're looking for but it's also about um any kind of matchmaking with whatever community it's about being a good matchmaker and being a good listener mm -hmm. and um finding people what they want. Right. right. So as long as you can communicate to me what you want yeah. and I have it in sufficient numbers, I will take you as a client. But getting back to that, we're new into this market, so we are offering a 50% discount with the understanding that it may work, it may wor not work out. Like mm -hmm. we're new, they that community may or may not accept us as matchmakers. Right. right. I don't know that. Right. And even though they're in other cities, there's matchmakers that exist for the gay dating community. Yeah. There is nothing in Ottawa that's like we are that is for that community. So right. I have to be aware that it may or may not work. Yeah. So I think the best thing to do is to hire young people who understand the acronym and yeah. can yeah. Um, to relate to that community better and to be an advocate for those people that come on as clients. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's what I want to do. So not outside of Ontario. Right? Like your business predominantly is... She's out of Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. A little Angle, bit in Quebec. But... Angle of Quebec. And okay. we're the Gatineau. So we're um, up into like basically to the West Island of Montreal. Okay. So including the West Island of Montreal, which is very Anglo. It, right. It and then very... down to Toronto, Southern Ontario. All of Toronto, <clears throat> Southwestern Ontario, Northern Ontario, um, down into like places like Kingston and Belleville, all along the 401, of course, is mm -hmm. big, all along into the Niagara, Southwestern is huge. So Kitchener, London, Guelph, um, wow. Hamilton, uh, those are big, big areas for us. Wow. Do you do a lot, do you do your interviews on Zoom now? Somewhat. I prefer FaceTime actually, mm -hmm. just because it's a lot less sending invites and all that kind of stuff. Oh, just so if you've got an if you've got an yeah. Apple phone, it's easier for me. But yeah. I'll do Zoom too. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer the phone. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. To me, it's very. Um, like, I don't know, but it's how I listen to people. Like, I'm listening and seeing, so I like to see them, but I'm going to see a picture of this person anyway. Or I'll get on, I'll hop onto Zoom or FaceTime for 10 minutes and spend 10 minutes talking and then say, can we go over to the phone? Because mm -hmm. that's what I like. Okay. And that's what feels comfortable and it works really well for me. Mm -hmm. um, so we do still a tremendous amount of interviewing. Probably half the people we brought on this week were uh, just phone interviews or Zoom interviews. Um, and the other half I met. So you are now starting the in-person? Yeah. So I was in Toronto, southwestern Ontario last week. I did three or four days out there. And then this week I've been heavy into, I met, I've, I've been at, I've been at Saint Center about five times this week. Cause you know, I meet at, there's a Starbucks there. So I yeah. meet there and yeah. it's like, so yeah, I spend a lot of time there. Where do you see yourself <laughs> in uh, the next three to five years? You still like it? Um, I'll be wise. working. I'll be doing this. Um, I, 
don't see a tremendous amount of change, but I always have to change what, with what people want. Like mm. the internet changed me in some ways because sure. people wanted to see pictures. And before that, like when I did the business out West, I didn't show pictures. I told people what they, the person looked like and I matched using the picture. So I'd say, mm, these two look like a couple to me. And I put them <laughs> together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, along with all the, all the other things. All the other things, right? but yeah, I yeah. go, mm, yeah, I think so. But, and, uh, you know, and then I, you know, people had the internet and they wanted to see pictures. So I said, okay, you want it. But I'll tell you, my success rate is no different than it was 25 years ago with no pictures. Right. Really? So if you think that is really doing you any good, yeah, it's really not doing you any good. Yeah. Because you have a preconceived notion now, right? Sometimes it well, what right? I always say is to, like, imagine yourself, you've read a book great book, loved the book. And then they, they, they're Make having a movie yeah. and they put Tom Cruise in as the head character and you go, Oh my God, how can Tom Cruise be that guy? He's not that guy. That's not who I imagined mm. that guy to be. Right. Dating is the same. And it's the same thing when people get on the phone and they say, we talked for eight hours. Oh my God, you didn't talk for eight hours. Like that is so wrong in every level. Yeah. For one thing, you've just cast the character of your 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 main man yes. in your head. And I can guarantee you it doesn't matter if he looks like Tom Cruise. He's not going to be for you because he's not who you imagined him to be. Right. And you've also said to somebody, I have nothing better in my life to do than to talk to a for eight hours. stranger for eight, to eight, for eight hours. Oh so it's like. See, to me, I was like, like, well, a, that's a great thing if you could talk that's for terrible, eight hours. Terrible. Yeah, like take a break, go do something productive other than just. You know. Well, I don't know. I've been with my husband since I was 16. Eight hours. Okay, and, and maybe you back in the day, you're in your parents' house, you're talking on the phone to your boyfriend. That's different. <laughs> what, right? That's what do different. I know about dating? Like, yeah. that's the thing. Is but that... if you were now, yeah. you're a fully formed adult with stuff to do. Right. So have, being available to some, it's like texting. It's like, why are you responding to a text? Yeah. What you're doing is you're telling somebody yeah. that I have absolutely nothing better to do than to respond to your two word text at any hour of the day or night. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. It's like, sorry, but you have to earn my time. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to be available for you until you've earned some time for me. Right. You know what that reminds me of is, um, do you remember that big uproar that happened when they made 50 shades of gray? Yeah. They took, made it into a movie from the book. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen such a polarizing discussion mm. around the fact that the lead character of that movie did not suit the way the book was written. No, I would agree. I think he did as good a job as he could have given that he isn't as anybody imagined him. Cause that's like a, it's an erotic fantasy, right? Yeah, so yeah. everybody has a different idea of who that guy should have been. Yeah. Right. And he's not some 25 year old that's supposed to be this, um, you know, mover and shaker. You imagine how could you be old enough to own this company where, you know, you got all these yeah. women walking around in slinky outfits yeah. uh, as your secretaries or secretaries <laughs> or whatever they are. Like it was just unimaginable. But the whole movie is so unimaginable. Right. It's a fantasy. Right. right. And it's so bad. The book is so badly written. Yeah. I could, like I couldn't even read it. It was so badly written. Yeah. And there's, and the interesting thing is there's good erotica out there. Yeah. That wasn't it. It wasn't it. <laughs> Yet it was you. Oh, because I don't think pe people that read it were not readers. So if you're, because mm -hmm. everybody read it, because everyone's going, oh, have you read Fifty Shades? I didn't yeah. read it. I didn't so read it. No, these no. women that were not readers are picking up this book that's basically written, you know, in a fairly low quality of writing. And they're going, like, oh, that's great. It's the greatest book I've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably haven't read a book. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I never read it. But I'm more of a nine and a half weeks kind of guy myself. I like that movie. <laughs> Mickey Rourke, you know. I don't. I can't remember that. All right, you know, I think we got to yeah, put a pin I, in that. I think we got to put a pin in this. All right, fair enough. So. Um, well, you know, um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how we get in touch with Linda. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. No, so how no do we get in touch? With uh, well, if you're in Ottawa, six one three two five seven three five three one. There's also a toll free number on our website. So if you're outside of Ottawa and you don't have a plan, uh, you can give us a call. There's a chat feature on our website. Uh, mm -hmm. MistyRiverIntros.com is our website. Okay. MistyRiverIntros.com. Um, so you can, if you're not ready to pick up the phone, but you have questions, you can type in questions and it's an actual person at the other end. It's pro usually me on my phone <laughs> responding or it's Nancy in the office, but it's an actual person that'll talk to you and answer any questions you might have. You can book an appointment to do an interview with me. That's the first order of business usually. 
Um, and my website is a wealth of information. So some of the stuff I've covered today about things I hate, like texting and, you know, talking too long on the phone and that kind of thing. I write blogs about that awesome. kind of thing. Perfect. So if you're, you know, you don't have any intention of joining Misty River, but you want some dating advice, you awesome. can read access that, read yeah. the blogs. Yeah. And we'll um, maybe a couple up on our uh, website. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, those are the best ways. I'd be happy to sit down with people. It's a free consultation. It doesn't obligate you. I do like to talk to you a little bit first to make sure you're a good fit. And it's a good, you know, it's good money well spent, as I say. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. So I'm on awesome. different things. And I yeah. actually, there's um, a number of couples that have been interviewed on CTV that met through ah. the service and married. So yeah. that's something that's interesting as well. So um, you can go on there and check out other things you know I've when done. we first started clean break uh mm -hmm. and divorce net i would have all these divorce things all over the you know mm -hmm. all over the house and things on the calendar and it and you know what they were all good my family was all good with that i'm not sure my husband would be good with this kind of stuff on my computer probably not probably not <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> and we'd be going to divorce court but no i mean it's it's fabulous it's it's really i i picture myself if i ever had to be in a point of time of having to you know try to find another partner that would be the the way I would want to go because this dating world, I don't know that I would even know what to do. Well, nobody so. imagines walking down the aisle that they're going to ever going to have to do it again. Right. You know, yeah. and the reality is a lot of my clients are divorced or they've lost a spouse through death. Mm -hmm. And actually I have two couples that one person in the couple has been married twice through the service. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So mm. I've, many people come to me after meeting somebody through our service, losing a spouse, and they've come back because they know it works. Wow. So, um, you know, good. unfortunately, yeah, that's when you've been testament. doing it a long time, yeah. you get you get repeat offenders. Yeah. <laughs> repeat yeah. offenders. Yeah, no, that's Okay, fabulous. on that note, we're going to put yeah. a pin in it. No, that's but, great. Uh, I'm going to encourage everyone to check out uh, more about Misty River introductions on our website, uh, mycleanbreak.ca. Uh, where that you can find more about all the amazing business professionals that we interview and people that talk about life transitions. And I tell you, we just keep going in different tangents here. Fantastic. It is fantastic. I don't know what we're going to come up with for the next podcast, but I'm telling you, it's going to be I fun. I'm sure we'll find something good. Okay. All right, everybody. So, you know, uh, going forward, just go to our website, check out some of the awesome professionals there, listen to some of our podcasts and uh, subscribe for the all amazing stuff that we talk about <clears throat> until next time take care of yourselves take care of the people around you and we will see you on the other side of the mic you've been listening to clean break our weekly podcast on life transitions you can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca where we upload audio video and blog content every week MyCleanBreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.